the other day I went to Ikea and I had to get a light fixture. And, you know, Ikea, it's like the great place. They have all sorts of great stuff there. So I buy my light fixture. I bring it home. I, but the problem is you got to assemble this light fixture. And so I take it out. And and normally you think Ikea is not too bad. No, this was like the, it was the biggest pain. I'm unfolding. There's like 17 pages in this thing, just helping me figure out how to assemble the light fixture. And there weren't any words in it. There were just like these pictures and these random things telling me how to put, and I couldn't understand it. I was trying to figure it out, trying to make sense of it. And I, I finally, I finally set it to the side because I knew my son was going to be coming over a little bit later. And I thought, okay, when he gets here, I'll say, Parker, explain this to me. Tell me what this is supposed to be doing. Because he's great. He has that mind. He can do it. So he's like, oh, okay, dad, take this thing and put it in here. And you take this screw and you put it in here. And he walked me through the whole thing and voila, the light fixture was fixed and it was completed. And it was all put back together. If any of you have ever struggled trying to make sense of instructions that aren't really instructions that aren't really words they're just like pictures there's kind of a weird random data that doesn't mean anything to you we could be solving some problems for you today wait until you hear what is on the horizon wait until you would hear you hear what aria is bringing to the table welcome to the voice box everybody i'm darren and i'm jeff Our guest today is Lindsay Manna from Aria. Lindsay, it is great to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Great to be here, Jeff. Great to be here, Darren. Okay, Lindsay, give me the give me the idea. What exactly does Aria do, especially in relation to me trying to put this light fixture together from IKEA? Yeah, I do not know why the IKEA instructions do not have words on them. It would be such an easy thing for them to solve. Right? right? Am I the only one who's been thinking this? Okay, good. We're on the same wavelength. Yeah, anyway. but you know, I think that it's it goes back to, um, and I'll talk about what we do, but we are humans and humans communicate to each other through language. Uh, I'm not drawing pictures for, for Jeff and Darren right now, and podcasts are extremely effective. Uh, because you're listening to an explanation. If I ask somebody what happened, they explain it to me in words. They explain it to me in words. And so innately, the best way for me to receive information, but most importantly, comprehend, not just understanding, but comprehension um, is through language. The best way for you to explain something to me is for me to tell it. That's me transferring knowledge to you and you transferring knowledge back to me. And we do it also through storytelling. You told me a story, right? You told me a story about what happened when you were putting together that lamp. And that was a really comfortable, familiar way for me to receive something and remember it. It could have been a story where you were teaching me something. And actually, maybe you did teach me something. Have your kid explain the, the picture instructions <laughs> to you, right? And so there was a lesson in that story. And I comprehended that lesson. And next time I get those instructions, um, but I'm usually the one explaining the pictures to my husband. So you do team up when you put together stuff from Ikea. But that's what we are as humans. We, we expect, we expect um, words so that we can understand something really quickly. And so we work with a lot of large enterprises globally, lots of different use cases and application, but we transform data into words people can understand. So if you're an executive, if you're a manager of a business unit, if you're trying to understand what's going on with your business, there's a lot of data being collected that can tell you exactly what's going on in your business, exactly how to fine tune those dials, right, of performance, so that ultimately 
you can get the desired outcome. Everything distills down to the desired outcome. It's the same no matter what kind of business you run, more money, more revenue, and lower expenses. Increase my profit margin and help me make more money. Help me grow my business. Doesn't matter what kind of business you have. And so at Aria, there's a lot of ways that a lot of data <laughs> that, that our clients work with. Um, our clients use us across financial data, sales data, performance data, HR data, lots of different types of data, but ultimately it's to help their business, right? Achieve the desired outcome and doing that through data comprehension. So, so give me an idea. What kinds of data are you processing? Are these just ones and zeros? Are these charts? Are these this something? And then does, does Aria literally take them and turn them into words and stories and relatable stuff? So give me an idea of what that would look like in a real life situation. Yeah. So the data can be words. The data can be numbers. Um, the data is typically coming in an enterprise situation. So we work with some of the largest and the largest company in the world. We work with top 10 pharmaceutical companies and consumer product good companies. Um, we work in climb and, and, and credit risk, right? And so most of those large enterprises have some sort of data management system today. So whether they're using Power BI, MicroStrategy, Tableau, Tibco, Click, these are all business intelligence tools, or whether they're manually aggregating, uh, they might be aggregating data into a data lake, right? Maybe they're using Snowflake, even just a database. They're, all their data is in one place, typically, or in multiple places, <laughs> um, but they have accessibility to it. So they know where the data is. What they don't have is the ability to query that data and understand what's happening. Most of them are in a BI tool and visualizing that data today. So a lot of the BI tools I mentioned are giving those IKEA pictures. So it's giving the pie chart, the bar chart, the line graph, right? Which is showing most likely a trend, but it's really, really hard to see what's happening in those pictures. They can be a guiding, it can guide you in a direction. Oh, I see that that bar is bigger than the other bar. I see that in that heat map, there's a, a lot of color, of a specific color in that heat map, in that region. I should probably pay attention to that. It's helping to guide us, but what's feeding that visual is not only what happened, which is point yes. in time, but why or how did that happen? Why or how did that happen? What, what caused that to happen? And then also the so what who cares? That's what I call it. The so what, who cares what's next? And that so what, who cares what's next is why does it matter to me? So what happened? Why did it happen? But why should I actually care? And that is the part, that is the part where through our technology, you can explain sales were up in this region. That seems really important. Wow. Let's celebrate. Whoa, wait a second. How, how did that happen? Okay. And then the, so what, who cares? Your margins are down. So yeah, they sold more. Oh, this is great. Looks like great news. How did they sell more? Well, they discounted it by a lot. Oh, okay. Our margins are down. What's the true winning area? Well, the true winning area might be an area where you had the most margin, 
not the highest sales, not the lowest sales, but that's something you need to pay attention to because you have a really good margin there. How do you sell more of something that you have a good margin in? So wait, I, I got I to gotta interrupt a sec. So is Aria literally able to look at that heat map or that pie chart or something like that? And then they, rather than just say, here's a pie chart, here's a heat map, here's what it really means. And here's the, so what, who cares? And here's, here's what you have to do about it. And they literally then tell somebody in words rather than just pictures. Precisely. And the reason that we're able to do that is just, it's, it's, it's emulating all artificial intelligences. And, and I want Jeff to back me up on this definition. Because I think it's actually really simple. It's emulating a human with technology. Lindsay, I need to package you up and take you around with me because I can't tell you how many times I have to. You agree with me with that definition? Yeah, no, that's exactly what I. That's exactly what I tell everybody. You are so, dead on. Okay, let's, let's keep it simple, right? So, how do you take what a human does? I started as a data analyst, so this is why this is super, super cool to me, because I was the robot, but I was a human, but I was a robot. So, what did I do? So, I was in the finance department and uh, in the accounting in the accounting group. And they would ask me all kinds of questions. Why is our revenue up? It's not just because you sold more. Maybe we had deferred revenue that kindly finally came to fruition. Maybe there was a journal entry, right? Why were profit margins down? Why were expenses up? Um, you know, if it was a revenue recognition thing, it might take me more time to go get them their answer, right? Why, why was there a bump in RevRec in this month? Why did it go down from last month, right? And they would ask me questions. Humans ask questions. That's how we decide what to do. So a real data analyst is what were the, the best of the best data analytics. They don't just look at that picture of that pie chart, Darren. They look at all of that data that they have accessible to them. And they, they provide context and they look across all of that to really explain that pie chart. So pie chart, one measure, one dimension, right? But a data analyst doesn't stop there. They go underneath that pie chart to all the data they have access to, to give you that really rich contextualized story and to tell you the things that you might not be thinking about. That's inspiring and that's really cool. Can I ask you, can you describe any particular real life application of, of your technology, a company that's found some success so, so that I can make it more tangible in my mind? Absolutely. So... You know, I think that the, the, the most impactful use case that we sell, I'll, I'll go to relatable in a minute, but the most impactful use case that we sell is, is being the, 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 the guiding directions, the directions to how to get to where you want to get to for the CFO. So there's a lot of people, the CFO report historically for ARIA has been our top seller in terms mm -hmm. of, you know, and the CFO report is tell me about my business and tell me what to pay attention to. You've got a lot of different business units. You've got a lot of people reporting up to you and you really need to get that path, that guidance on where to focus your time, right? How do I increase revenue? How do I decrease expenses? How do I make this business more profitable, right? How do I grow my business? And for a CFO, there are inundated with information. They've got a lot of people reporting to them and having that distilled report that looks across all of the data that's accessible, right? All the data that's available to them 
is very, very powerful. And it is harder to say less words than more words. So when you're explaining something to somebody, a lot of words is actually much easier than two or three words or, or a short form message. And CFOs need that short form content to get them moving in the right direction. So I would say the CFO business performance summary, right, is our most popular use case. It's using all the data that's available to them across their accounting book of record, across their sales performance, right, uh, their entire ledger, and giving them the information they need to look at any date to any date, whether they want to compare this month to same month last year, this quarter to last quarter, this year to last year, what's changed, what's moving, what do I do about it? Um, so I would say that that might not be the most relatable case because we might not, our viewership may not be CFO mag here, uh, you know, CFO magazine, but um, th that is the hottest use case. Um, in terms of relatability, uh, we're working with Domino's franchisee stores. Oh, why didn't you say so? Now, now you're talking here. Now I can relate yeah. to pizza. Well, now I'm hungry. No, I, I got I to gotta ask a second because as, as you've been discussing all this stuff, I'm picturing big companies that have data analysts and, and people like this who need are pouring over these reports. And now you're talking about a Domino's. I'm picturing like my neighbor down the street who's got a franchise who, who, who doesn't know anything about the kind of stuff that we've been talking about, right? But you know, here's the interesting thing. A large company, and I'll go back to Domino's, but a large company, um, they have a lot of people, but humans are humans. So we want to be superhuman. Um, I want to be superhuman. I don't want to spend 10 hours figuring out why something happened. And so, so for the large enterprises, Darren, they are strapped on time. Time is so, so important. If you're running a campaign, and I'm going to go back to Domino's, if you're running a campaign and it's not performing and you're spending money, you shouldn't have to wait a day, a week, a month to go in a new direction. You have to change immediately when you know something's failing, right away when you know. So time is the biggest thing for enterprises. They might have staffs of analysts, but they don't have time. And that's where they want to use technology plus humans. In the case of a Domino's franchisee owner, he doesn't have either. He doesn't have people or time, which makes the use of technology even more compelling, even more compelling. Technologies can be very, very affordable and very, very compelling because he doesn't have data analysts. He's not a data analyst. He or she is not a data analyst himself. And he has a lot of data available. He or she has a lot of data available, but they don't have time and they're not an analyst. <laughs> so it's it's two big problems, right? No time and no data analysts on staff to tell me how much staff do I need? How much cheese should I order? Do I reduce my staff at this time of day? How do I perform better? Should I run this coupon? What do I do to stay in business, to make more money, right? Be more successful. So guess what? I can buy my next store so that I can become a larger franchisee owner with instead of one store, but five stores or 10 stores. And then how do I manage all those stores? What store is performing better? <laughs> Why? Why is that store performing better? How do I make them all perform like this store, right? All of those answers are available to you right inside the data, but you just don't have an analyst and you just don't have the time. So with, with technology, with, with natural language technology, you can extract that from the data and say, hey, franchisee owner, do this, do that. Stop doing this. See, that's that's the operative thing to this whole thing. It's the it's the report 
not just gathering stuff, but the report literally saying, stop this, do this, don't do this, do this instead. And that's the, that's like my son coming over and saying, here's how you, let me walk you through how to, how to put the light fixture. So you don't have to worry about trying to put the pieces together and all that kind of stuff. It's someone walking through, giving the exact words and stories that you need to take action, right? Yeah. You know, there's another interesting use case that I didn't bring up. Um, I can't talk about the company, but um, it was on blood draw stations, Mm. a company that takes your blood. Maybe this is a good theme. It's almost Halloween. Um, (laughs) So, so, um, but it's blood collection and it's a big business. Blood collection is actually a really big business and it's a life-saving business, um, which is really moving. Uh, It's really moving. Um, And so when you're collecting blood, there's, there's two ends of it. One, how do you collect more blood? What did you do wrong? And there's a lot of terms that I don't understand, but if uh, any of our listeners know about blood collection, they'll know there's like heat seals and there's arm exercises that you have to have your, your donors do. And you got repeat donors um, and you've got donors with certain blood types, right? And so one, what do I do to make my blood draw center perform better? How do I collect more blood, right? What's the real story? What's actually the, the reason for performance? Um, so blood draw centers uh, are very short staffed. And so um, we've had a number of dashboards where we help them perform better. But on the other side, the people that are using the blood is also a very interesting use case. So if you are a hospital and, and there's other facilities that use blood, but I'll just talk about hospitals for a moment. Um, all the data is there for exactly how much blood you have and what types and the trends on how much you need and when. Really interesting. So, and a lot of things affect those trends, whether it's weather related, right? Emergency management related um, over a course of a number of years, um, or just saying, listen, this population in this region has more of this blood type, right? Um, But you don't wanna run out. So if you're on a specific floor of a hospital and you have an emergency come in, um, you don't wanna run out of that specific type. And so the dashboards that exist before natural language were basically traffic light to go back to the traffic light. That's exactly what they look like. They have a red, yellow, and green light that says we are starting to run low on this blood type. That's what they look like. They have traffic lights on them. And it says, okay, we've got these blood types and this is how much we have. Everything could look hunky-dory when you walk into your, your unit. Everything is green. Everything looks great. We have enough, but the data is there to tell you that at these times of years, at these specific times, on this specific unit or floor, even though you're green now, you could need more reserve, right? And be in the red like that in a split second, in a half hour and two hours from now, you could drop from green to red and be in an emergency situation, right? And so what they struggle with is the people that are managing this, they don't know. They just know, oh, we have enough now. Oh, in a 30 minutes. Oh, now it's yellow. Uh, Where are you going to get that from? When you go to red, where are you going to get that blood type O positive? Well, guess what? The data is also there. But humans struggle. They struggle at this point to say, oh, well, there's another unit on the fifth floor that might have extra reserve of this, or there's a hospital because hospitals aren't sharing. <laughs> There's a hospital down the street that might have more. How do we connect these systems to truly help save lives, right? That's another use case, not so obvious. People wouldn't think about that, right? But that is another use case. There is data everywhere. And people need, need that information to say, 
how do I optimize performance? And then how do I make sure I have what I need when I need it so I can make a smart decision? So that's a, that's a use case that really moved me. It's a very powerful use of our, of our software, something a lot of people don't even think about. Yeah, I love how, how much data we have, but sometimes we don't know what to do with the data. And that's where it comes in on, on have, having someone take action because of the data. Lindsay, I, we, before we go, let you go. I got to ask you a question, which is the voice box. So if you were to rub the box, rub the genie, rub the, rub the lamp and the genie pops out, you can ask for any wish you want. The genie will grant your wish. Is there any wish, that, any technology? Like, I wish we could do X, Y, Z, or I wish that such and such was available or whatever. Anything come to your mind? He's just going to wish says, for I'll grant you your wish. He's going to just wish guess my pizza. wish. Yeah, just pizza. Pizza, right? He's going to, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a geek. I'm a super geek. And so my wish is totally on the technology side. Um, and so, so for the other super geeks out there, and this is something that, you know, Aria with the size we are, we are not Microsoft, we are not Amazon, um, we are not Apple, we are not Google. Um, so I, I do believe it's one of the larger companies on planet earth are gonna have to solve for this. Um, or maybe Jeff will, that would be good too. I want NLU to get better because I find it really annoying when the computer doesn't understand what I'm saying. So I want NLU to get better. The other thing that I want, because when that gets better, then I don't have to have the keyboard anymore. I can ask any type of question. I don't have to worry. Did it understand me? Did it miss, you know, my kids make fun of me. I try to do the talk to text. Sometimes it gets it right. Sometimes it doesn't get it right. It's annoying. So I want NLU to get better because that's going to bring data accessibility and data comprehension to more people and make life better um, and easier. And then I want security to get better too. This is my other super geek. I know this is not exciting. Like I didn't wish for something really exciting. I want security around voice to get better um, because then that means more people can interrogate data with their voice um, because security is really, really important to people. You don't want somebody to walk into an office and talk to an Alexa device or Cortana, right? And say, you know, tell me uh, salaries of our top 10 employees but it was like somebody that shouldn't be a privy to that information, right? So I also think that, you know, security uh, around understanding who's speaking and understanding that, you know, that voice is Lindsay's voice. I want to see that get better and better. We, we're seeing banks start to use it, right, in, in their call centers. But those would be my two genie in a bottle wishes. I probably, well, I probably get a third wish, right? Because it's a genie in a bottle. Um <laughs> So I don't really know what my third wish is. I'm going to have to think I need more time, but those would be my top two wishes because that's going to really catapult. Um, that's going to catapult people's accessibility to information when they don't have to use their keyboard. They don't have to point and click around. They just say, hey, computer, tell me, tell me this, tell me that, why this, why that? People are going to feel so free to be more inquisitive, ask more questions and get that instantaneous response wherever they are at the baseball field, right? in their car, wherever they are, having access to that information. So those are my two wishes. There you go. And Jeff, Jeff knew the third one should just be an extra pepperoni pizza. So you can yeah. round it out with your third pizza. There you go. There you go. Lindsay, thanks so much for sharing your insight and bringing us up to speed on what is happening out there, not just with new, tech, new, new data that's coming in, but the tools to actually interpret that and know how we can take action and, and change the world with that. Thanks for everything you're doing. And thanks for sharing, us, sharing with us everything on The Voice Box. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Lindsay. 
So Jeff, loved listening to all the things she was talking about. And it's fascinating how technology is able to take ones and zeros and stuff that does, isn't words and turn it into words that actually mean something. So how do you fit into this? How do you and Cobalt contribute to this whole process? Well, it's interesting, uh, Darren, because a lot of you know, what, there, there's a lot of companies doing business intelligence out there. A lot of them are doing sort of the, the complement of what Aria is doing. That is, they're, they're taking, um, they might be taking uh, language reports and things and turning them into charts and graphs. And Aria is kind of going the other way. It's kind of saying, we're going to take your raw data, not necessarily charts and graphs, but we're going to take whatever data and we're going to give it to you as, uh, as language, which I, that, that's really cool because that means like, when I'm driving to work, I could be listening to a podcast that Aria produced for me, for my job, for my position, that, that's going to talk to me about, here's some in, uh, some insights that we got uh, by looking through the data. Uh, so I think taking it a step further to put it into voice, right, to be able to express it uh, as a voice so that I can consume it when I'm, when my eyes are, uh, are, are busy otherwise, uh, but also then um, more incorporating voice, incorporating analytics, uh, understanding sentiment or whatever else is going on, what can you put into the equation that Aria is using to generate their insights uh, that has to do with voice or audio processing of some sort, and then and then putting voice on the back end. Um, uh, uh, Lindsay and I have been talking for a while, exploring exactly how we might uh, make some of that happen. And uh, that's, I think, I think that's, uh, it's kind of exciting where that might go. Also, she had a couple of wishes. She wanted to have better NLU. And she also was concerned about security. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Are you going to be able well, to help grant those and, wishes? And she was, I, I thought it was telling how reluctant she was to confess that she really wanted the pizza. Uh, but, um, <laughs> With extra but, yeah. pepperoni and some cheesy bread on the side or whatever. Yeah. So better natural language understanding. She, she called it NLU, which stands for natural language understanding. That's the part of any interactive voice system that understands what you're actually asking. Uh, and, and you know, if you're used to using a, a device like a Siri, Cortana, Alexa, OK, Google, one of these things, you, they're, they're pretty good, but they can, it can be frustrating when you realize how limited they are, that you can't speak to them just in the same way that I would speak to you. For example, I've used this example before. You know, I'm at home at night working. I notice a lot of the lights are on. I'm in my office. I can I can tell Alexa turn off all the lights in the house. I can tell her turn on the office. I can say turn off the office, but I can't say turn off all the lights in the house except the office. I can't. That's just like a little bit too complex. But you and I, as humans, we don't have problems understanding what that means or uh, or, or whatever. Or you know, if I if I want to say play Beatles songs, but nothing from the White Album or or whatever. You, you can't say that to current systems. Uh, and that is just scratching the surface. It's just kind of showing that they are not, uh, the, the natural language understanding has, has real complications. And as long as you're thinking of just simple commands, you're probably not going to run up against a lot of trouble. Um, but uh, but they're, they could be so much better. And the other thing she was asking about was uh, security, right? What, uh, you know, I don't want someone walking into my office where I'm the CEO of Cobalt. I don't want someone to walk into the office and say, and, and pretend to be me and ask some assistant that I have that's tied into my business uh, data systems and say, you know, 
uh, how much is so-and-so getting paid or what was so-and-so's last annual review result, uh, you know, or whatever. You want to be able to have really reliable voice biometrics to recognize, oh, that's Jeff talking, so I will give him this information. Oh, that's Darren talking. He's trying to figure something out. Why do you make me out to be the bad guy? Why am I the bad guy? Like, well, I you are the bad to guy. Get the information, right? Look, growing up, you were always trying to spy on me, get information, yeah, I was, whatever. I was going to say past history bears that out, but okay, yeah. keep going. Um, but, but, you know, one of the, I probably subconsciously, I'm thinking about you because one of the hardest challenges there is dealing with people who are related, whose voices sound very similar. I've I've had people tell me that you and I sound alike. I don't think we sound alike, but I've had people tell me that we sound alike. And I've had people tell me even more that my son sounds just like me. Uh, and sometimes when I call your house, if if one of your sons answers, I don't know if I'm talking to you or them. There, there's improvements to be made on biometrics uh, as well. But generally, biometrics are pretty accurate. We uh, we at Cobalt just released our new biometrics platform that is uh, actually amazingly accurate. And I haven't had it. We should, you and I, we should try it out and see if we can confuse it. Put it to the test. Yeah. Put it to I, the test. I don't know which is more shocking. The fact that you have the new technology or the fact that you actually referred to the fact you call my home. Like who has a home phone anymore? <laughs> like like that, was that like 10 years ago? Did you do a flashback? Like, like yeah. 12 or something? I guess I was uh, I was trying to give an example there. I haven't actually called your home in many, many years. I'll yeah. go up and check and see if there's any calls we've missed on the home phone in the in the last decade. So. You still have a landline? We have a phone. We have the actual device, but it's not plugged into anything. That's for sure. It was it's fascinating to hear all this stuff and hear the stuff that you're doing. So hopefully. You and Aria, you guys can make beautiful music together. Get it? Because it's an aria, like a musical yeah. thing, you know? We can, we can sing a beautiful aria together. Glad someone caught that, even though I had to tell you what it was I was doing. Anyway, thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us, seeing what the future looks like and how you're able to take data that you don't understand and turn it into words and stories that you do understand. Thanks for joining us on The Voice Box. I'm Darren. I'm Jeff. We'll talk to you next time. Ah!